You think Citric only you, baby? Come on, guys. You know what it is. Coming live to you from North Hollywood, California. My name is Gil. I am the American Cholo in front of a live YouTube audience. We got Boo Boo in the house. What's up, Big Cholo? I see you. This was for you, dog. And today, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce a gentleman of many, many traits, right? He's a rapper. He's a, you're not a singer, are you? Nah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's an actor, as you guys can see, and he's a comedian. Big Citric, what's going on, player? Chilling, chilling, bro. Yeah. Thank you guys, man, for having me on, man. No, man, it's our pleasure, <laughs> brother. So we're just going to jump straight into it, homeboy. Let's, yeah. Where were you born and raised at, Citric? East L.A. Boyle Heights. East L.A. Boyle Heights. Yeah, yeah, I'm sounding to you, All man. Right. All right, so... Uh, East Los Boyle Heights. <laughs> so, so is it East L.A. or is it Boyle Heights? Well... I was born. I was born in General Hospital, which is USC Medical Center, right? That's and, Heights, and, right? Yeah, Boyle Heights. And uh, most of the, uh, before, right when I was born, my mom was living in Boyle Heights. So we 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 lived a few years there before we we uh, moved to East LA, was right on the borderline of East LA and Boyle Heights. But my neighborhood was in Boyle Heights. You know, I grew up in Boyle Heights because all my cousins and, and a lot of family lived in mm-hmm. Boyle Heights. So I was always in Boyle Heights, and me and my mom were back and forth. But then you know, just after a while, she just settled in right on the borderline. That's so. Right. You know, and a lot of people get mad. You know, they call it, you know, oh, it's, it's Boyle Heights. It's the same thing, man. It's, it's East Lowe's. It's East Lowe's, man. It's the east side of downtown LA. <laughs> Listen, when, when I was a youngster out there running the streets and, I get, and I'd run into guys, it would be, it, to me, it, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I used to see the guys from Boyle Heights pretty much say they were from East LA. Yeah. And the guys from East LA would be like, no, that's Boyle Heights. But now the guys from Boyle Heights are more like, no, we're Boyle Heights. They yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. They, they made it's more division. Yeah. But, but it, it would be almost like, uh, well, it would be like us saying the West Valley and the East Valley. It's yeah. It's the Valley. It's the Valley regardless. Right? Yeah. All right. So when you when you were, you grew up the whole life there. So you were born, you're fucking yeah. born and raised there. For yeah, real, man, for real. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how was your childhood, man? I mean, it was cool, you know. I mean, uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't notice anything until you, as you get older. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, yeah. you're just Plain. having running the mug, having a good time in the, in the streets with the homies, and you know, and and and, that, and that's about it. Uh, you, we lived in a in a converted garage, you know. It was a, it was a one it was a one bedroom pad, but it was a it was a garage, you know, and like a single. Yeah, it was like a single, you know, and it was, but it was cool, you know, like the like nobody nobody you know trip like cause no, we didn't know any better you know right. mm-hmm. as i said as i got older and you start expanding you start going out places you start seeing <laughs> yeah. like damn man i, I look good yeah, yeah you know it's like damn man you, you know these neighbor- yeah, these, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real man. like you're like man these neighborhoods are way better man. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and then i had family um in uh in northridge i live in northridge so you know what I'm saying? Well, we would go over there for Thanksgiving. As I got older, I started going to one of my uncles. And I was like, man, this is nice over here, man. Rich. Yeah, because they, they were living like on a ranch house, you know. And, yeah. and you know, they had turkeys. And we would go there for Thanksgiving. And, and uh, they were, my uncle would always tell me, hey, pick out the fattest turkey, you know. So I'd go yeah. over there. I was like nine years old, ten years old. And I'd go over there picking out the turkey, you know. That was, that was my thing. But, yeah, like I said, as I got older to like 10, 11 years old, that's when I started noticing, like, damn. Was, yeah. there, was there a lot of uh, gang activity out there? At the time when you were a kid, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying. Like every, you know, like every block, every block there was a neighborhood, you know. So it's like you either got into it with somebody, or somebody was trying to chase you, or 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 trying to jump you in their neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, there was a neighborhood on every block, so it was just a mission, man, just trying to get you go to school, man, and just dealing with. So this with, was with in, like in the late '80s or what? This is in the in the late '70s, or oh, early man. '80s. Yeah, I was taking it old. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so were you from a hood? Yeah. What neighborhood? Yeah, Bree Street. Now that's actual street in. Yeah, it's actual street in in, uh, in Boyle Heights. Okay, yeah. so how how did you get uh, introduced to the gang? Um, as I, I didn't get into the gang till I was like a little bit older. You know, like I said, uh, all my homies and, and family members lived in Boyle Heights, 
And I was always, you know, like on the borderline and back and forth. So, like, I really didn't get it. Like into the hood, so like I was maybe like already like sixteen, so like I was already okay. older, you know. And um, that's funny. That's older in the gang, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly, but, but there's yeah. guys now that are thirty years old. Yeah, in the hood. yeah. I, no. I, I thought Citric was gonna say I was thirty years old. I was gonna say fuck <laughs> Citric. Yeah, sixteen. Well, you're good. Oh, you're good. I was already like, 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 uh, like, like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> and then well, see that, and, and this is where uh, where 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 she kind of got weird because right when I was I was getting active and doing stuff. You know, um, one time I I got into a fight with some some fool who uh, tried to shank me. He tried because he barely like barely like stuck that much in, really didn't yeah. get me. You know, but one day my mom saw me without a shirt and she saw that day. she oh. got all scared. She knew what was going on because she knew I was hanging out with all the yeah, homies. Yeah. So, so she kind of she wasn't stupid too. You know, too even though she worked long hours and she was never around. You know, because you know most of the day she was at work. She knew what was going on. And she sent me to Mexico. Damn, <laughs> you one of those kids, huh? Yeah. You got shipped out to Mexico for, yeah, for a couple of years, yeah. huh? I think it got worse over there, man. <laughs> what was that, about three years you got shipped out? You can see it. Yeah, for like three years, man. Damn. Oh, oh, yeah. so what part of Mexico did you go to? We went to uh, Nayarit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, just so you, went to, you went to high school no, out there the and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then what you did your three years there? I, I did, uh, I did um, three years. I did, you know what I'm saying? And they, I was uh, when I left here, I was, I was, I think I had just done seventh grade. Yeah, I was about okay. to go to eighth grade, and then uh, when I got over there, they threw me back to sixth grade. Oh, yeah, because well, you, you, yeah, because the schools, you know, the system's different over yeah, there. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So you got taken back a grade in Mexico? Yeah, I was, I was about to go eighth grade here, and then they, when I got to Mexico, they threw me in sixth grade. And they didn't even care about an age. Huh? No, they didn't even not care, like man. Here. I was like. Biggest like, kid, I was the biggest kid there. Hey, 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 no, no, no. Este es un pendejo. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I just came back from America school. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's because what it is is over there, academics are, we were talking like, yeah. Yeah. everything's more advanced. advanced over there, man. Right. And then my Spanish wasn't all that great. My really? Spanish was choppy, like yeah. choppy, man. Yeah. So I had to learn Spanish and all kinds of shit, man. It was, it was weird. But three years out there. Three years. But I was going back, I was coming back and forth, you know, I was coming like maybe I'm once or twice a year. On the on the like, like holidays and and when I had a vacation, and like school vacation, summertime, I would come back over here. Did you did you start wearing botas for? Nah, that's you know I, I'm not gonna. I like those. I like the boots and everything, but yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, get yeah, into I it. I like them too. My feet were too thick. Yeah, my feet were too wide. Well, mine's look like frogs. They like boot frogs. So I couldn't fit in them either. Even if I wanted to. So, but what what was the biggest lesson? I guess you you came away from living in Mexico for those years. The biggest lesson, man, is man. You know what? I, I can't say that I learned a big lesson. I mean, I learned I learned how to speak good Spanish. That yeah, was yeah, about right, it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that That's you know, I was mad at my mom for a while. You know, for a few years until I started making money off of Spanish music. You know, doing okay. Spanish yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah. And Spanish. then I was like, man. And now I was now I thank my mommy because yeah. of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I we put out a couple albums like that, and, and you know what I'm saying, and we made some money on it. So I was like, right. I can't be mad at that. So I was, I was thanking my mom. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. But right. for a few years I was mad at her. Oh, yeah, she sent me over. Yeah. <laughs> so at what age did you go to Mexico? That was like about like 16, roughly about. Okay, so no, no. Uh, yeah, that was around around sixteen. Eh? So, yeah, so, so around nineteen, twenty, you're yeah. back, you come back to the states. Yeah, come and, back. And by that time, what are you doing now? Um, well, you know, like I was trying to boober, I was trying to get back into high school to do, you know, but I was already a little bit older. But um, uh, twenty five, trying to get back. Into yeah, high school. <laughs> I'm trying to get back into high school again. He likes Snoop Dogg, trying to hold up young bitches. 
I'm trying to get my diploma and they just yeah, say, you know what I'm saying? But it's not happening, man. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. You gotta so, go to adult school now, bro. Yeah, yeah so, so, so they sent me, I ended up going to adult school, man. They kicked me out of there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> He's going back a grade. Yeah. yeah. He's going back a grade. I was, you know, I was just getting, I was out of hand, even though, even as an adult already, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I think um, I think what happened is that when I went to Mexico, I just I had more freedom over there to oh, do yeah, a bunch of stuff, sure. man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so so when I came there. back, it was just totally things were a little bit different over here, and I was just like, and I was still trying to run amok, but it just wasn't happening like that no more, you know. So how how did you transition from the gang life Mexico, and then all of a sudden, how did you start doing rap, or how did you figure out you actually knew how to rap? Well, I, I really didn't know I knew how to rap or anything because we had I had to learn that you know just basically. By uh, uh, listening to groups like N.W.A., you know, yeah. the Beastie Boys at the time, you know, oh, uh, you know, KRS-One, you know, like, you know, we're Boogie Down Productions. So I, w- I, would bump, I would bump a lot of that and I would just kind of like write down their raps, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I learned the format, you know. And then, and then one of my other homies, uh, uh, his name is uh, Shotgun. They used to call him Shotgun, but his name is John. Um, he started telling me, showing me how to write in bars, you know, like you just structure it up like that. So when I would write down the lyrics and then he would tell me, look. See all you know, just write these like this, like this. This got a rhyme right here. You know, just kind of started yeah. showing me the format, and then from there we just picked up. And then uh, a couple of years later, like in 1992, we dropped our first single, which was it was called "Dope House in the Ghetto." All right, yeah. <laughs> it was the name of your guys' group at the time. Uh, it was called Brown Town. I heard. And everybody that. thought everybody thought we were a gang because yeah, <laughs> well, we were, we would show up like you know like twenty homies into a yeah. show you yeah. know so everybody, everybody just thought it was a gang somewhere in yeah. East LA. Man. Well, you, you got twenty bald Mexicans. I mean, yeah. you, you yeah, was a gang. You was a gang. You was a gang. Did you ever go to Crack House Records? Oh, no, man. Remember fucking Wilson City? Oh, yeah. Hector Wilson Ramirez, homie. He said he was working with Crack House Records. Oh, man. So, how long? How long did your group go for? We went that, um, that, that particular group. Well, we did. We did. Uh, like we like I said, we did that single, and then we did some. Um, we did some uh, some other songs. We were, we were set to release a whole album, and uh, the people who were messing with the record company, you know, just um, you know, just you know, just mismanaging stuff, you know. And then my boy, my boy Skinny from my neighborhood, he had money, so he put up the money to to start this label. You know, the single, and um, you know, he we all got jacked. You know, we all got so yeah. you know we sold a lot of units. But we we really didn't make no money on it, you know. We we were fairly, really not fairly, but really new to the game, you know. So we really didn't know what was going on. And my boy, like I say, he had money. He invested into it, and he got jacked with it, you know. Yeah, so wow. so we all got we all got jacked. And then um like a like a year later, we we kind of we went on tour. We did a bunch of shows and stuff, and we just called it quits. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there, um there was just nothing. We just felt like nothing was going on, you know. So we called it quits. And then uh, one of my one of my other partners, my rap partner at that time, Shotgun, he left. And then it was just me and my DJ, DJ Clear, and, and my boy Skinny. And we we just didn't really know what we were gonna do. We were just like, well, my other boy was just all, you know, just like all like all depressed already about it. Goes like, <laughs> there goes a pipe dream, and I go, fool, we haven't even started. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean? gone. we're barely starting. You know, we're barely getting this shit going, man. And you know, so how could the, the, the dream? You know, we we right. haven't even started the dream. Yeah. He was all he was all disappointed in it, so he jammed and he he, he got a nine to five and. Did his thing, you know. I gave him props, you know, for you know, just, just you know, he had to do what he had to do, you know. He, he ranked out on you, Vato, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had to, he had to do what he had to do, yeah. shit, you know. So he just bounced, and then, um, yeah. So, so a couple years later, we, uh, uh, no, like a year later, we, we, uh, we went, we went back at it again. We hit the studio. Okay. We got a new partner, and my boy uh, Cashflow, and uh, he stepped in, and we just started doing music, man. And we we started putting out singles, and then we did a whole album called Concrete Funk in '95, and then um. 
we went on tour again. We're doing like a Midwest tour, you know. Right. You know, so we we, we started doing stuff. We started hooking up with people like from uh, from uh, Arizona. My boy Johnny Lazoya, you know, he was running all the super shows at that time That's out right. there, you know. Okay. So he was hooking us up with all the tours, man, and we were just like all over the place. And uh, then you know that came to an end too, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know after a while, you know things, you know things die out. You know, shit yeah. goes up yeah. and then shit just kind of dies out, man. And then, and then after that, we're just like trying to see what we could do. And um, we're still doing music, but not putting nothing out, just doing demos and just, you know, just for fun at that point. You know, I I, I got a re- like a regular nine to five. I was working. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, uh, I started doing security. You know, I, I started doing security at the House of Blues in Hollywood when it was when okay. I was there. How did that come about? Yeah, I just, you know, like I, I needed, you know, I needed to get a job. And then um, uh, one of my boys was doing security for Staff Pro. And he told me, he goes, dude, let's... Uh, Let's uh um let's just just call me man. He goes he goes I'll take you man. I'll, I'll I'll sign you up with my boss. I'll introduce you. And uh, next thing you know, I was working at the House of Blues doing security as a contractor security, not not necessarily the House of Blues security. Mm-hmm. They had they had like a separate uh uh, um, yeah, uh company. Right. Yeah. So so um, top flight security. Yeah, it's similar <laughs> like that. <don't> <laughs> so, yeah, it was something similar, man. Oh shit. <laughs> Because they would call us in uh-huh. for all the shows that that, that would get rowdy, like the ro- okay. rock and Espanol, okay. you know, like yeah, those yeah. shows would get rowdy. Yeah. So they would call us in, and then they would put me and my other two homies, we were like the bigger dudes, so they put us in the pit right there, you know? Oh, and shit. then you got people trying to jump, you know, jump yeah. on us, trying to get to the stage because they want to stage dive. Yeah. So we got to keep knocking down fools. Because the, 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 the House of Blue Security, they can't, they're not, they're not allowed, uh, allowed to touch the oh, guests. Oh, so, yeah. so you guys were the goons. Yeah, we were yeah. the goon squad. Yeah, that's what they would call yeah. us, the goon squad. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they would call us in there. You, you, guys, you guys must have been independent contracted. That that's what we were. That yeah. way they'll sue you yeah. in case you Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, the, and then the, so the company I was working for, it was called, um, at that time, with the, the, that contract, the company was called, uh, I can't remember, Coastal Elite Intelligence or something like that. Right. It was owned by Master P. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So... I guess Master P took a notice, and then they uh-huh. were getting ready to go out on tour with the No Limit Army tour, in like in '97, something like that. I think it was '97 or '98. Yeah, yeah, like '97. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, we 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 ended up uh, we ended up uh, uh, he he just ended up calling me like like hey man, I need somebody to go with me to uh you know to like be like my by right by my side, you know, yeah. you, like all you gotta do is just make sure I'm good. That's you, it. You my yeah. guard. Yeah, you're yeah. my guard. You got you yeah. don't gotta worry about nothing. You just work. Make sure I'm good. And then there'll be times when uh, I might assign you to somebody else. Like in other words, like that time, that's when Snoop Dogg was was signed. so. Sometimes I had a bodyguard Snoop. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's when Snoop Dogg was on that on the, on the label on the Lonely Man Army tour. So we were on tour for like a year, and it was crazy because I was like the only Mexican rolling with them, right? Oh, so you know, I roll. I had my hat. We roll up in places. Where I remember one time we're in Detroit. We're all in the elevator. We get off the elevator. People bum rushing them for autographs and all. And then somebody thought I was Kid Frost. <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Frosty. Oh, so yeah. He's a Master P, no limit. Yeah, so you know they you know I'm rolling with no limit. You know yeah. I'm only messing. They figured hey, this, this must be Frosty, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so they were trying to you know they were trying to take pictures, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not Frost. I'm security. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're Frost. You're yeah. Frost. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you're actually this this is a no limit soldier right here, my boy. Yeah, you're, you're a certified no limit soldier. Gotta I be. almost got my chain, but I don't. I don't <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, Master P, where's yeah. that chain? Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for my chain, bro. What's up? <laughs> oh, so what, what's, what's some of the craziest stuff that uh, that happened during tour? Man, there, I mean, there's some stuff I, I just can't talk about. Yeah, you know? cars, yeah. cars. But we got into some altercations, you know, and then because at that time they were beefing with Cash Money Records. 
was yeah. Like, so I was caught up in that whole mix. And they, and they were getting killed those beasts back in those days. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude. No, those were like really like beasts. these were beasts like not even like rap beasts. These are beasts from like their neighborhoods. You know, uh, wow. take yeah, it to yeah. took it to the to, to you know to the to, to the next level. to the next level on yeah. on wax. You know, like they got you know it was it was all about who was making more money now, but. Yeah. But you know, but they was all dissing each other still, you yeah. know, like on some dumb shit, and, man. But and the scary part was they had a lot of money, so they could buy straps. They could oh, buy dude, guns, yeah, they, could, they could buy goons. Yeah, no, for real, <laughs> man. Man, I'm walking around with a 44, man, speed loaders in my money, yeah, and I have no license to carry a gun. Damn, <laughs> you know, like, hey, don't worry about it, man. Something happens, and we get yeah, we you out. You. Don't trip, man. Don't trip. How, how about the? <laughs> did you ever have to push back the groupies and how many ladies all were the around? Time, yeah, all the time, man. Yeah. Was it just like the movies they see? It was just women throwing them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I, I would always be the last one on the bus. Yeah, because I had to make sure, you know, like nobody trying to get on the bus or try to pull somebody, you know, because. Like uh, the one that would always get like 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 um, all the like all the girls was like Silk the Shockers, Masterpiece oh, Brother. Oh really? Yeah, that would get like all the girls there. So I always had to like make sure that food was okay, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So when uh, Masterpiece would like, when sometimes we'd be out on the streets like a normal like uh-huh. he had to go to an event, I had to go make an appearance uh, with like him and his brother uh, Silk and Sea Murder. I would always have to be making sure that Sea Murder, I mean uh, Silk, was cool because all the chicks were trying to. Would trying you, to get at that. Would food. you run into the same chick like in all the different cities? Like, no, nah, it was all you different. Here again? It was always different <laughs> chicks. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, it was always different chicks, but it was wild. Now, was it? Because to me, I'm thinking like the movies. Yeah. Would he be like, "Hey, dude, go get that chick for me"? <laughs> was it anything? Like nah, that? nah. They had their homies for that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, they had their homies that would go out there and uh, and you know and, and, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, give them the uh, pass. Uh, hey, uh, we'll be back. Or would you be that jackass like you, you, you? The rest of you guys go back. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pick them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it was, they had their homies to do that. Uh, was, so how long it, did you do that? That thing for I did. I did it for a couple of years, man. Really? For like like two years, in, you know what I'm saying. And then after that, um, I was like, man, you know, it's like I, I I was like I remember when we were doing all this stuff, you know, like because we kind of went, you know, to the same thing. It wasn't on that level, no, yeah, but we, you know what I'm saying. But I was like, man. So I just kind of like that got me back into music. So I did. We, nice. we got back into music. We ended up doing a record. We got a. Uh, it was weird how we got this uh, this. Uh, um, Japanese record deal, so we did an exclusive album for Japan. It was called Live and Learn. And next thing you know, we were on we were on tour in Japan. Oh, yeah, Japan's a big thing. Yeah, right? it's a big thing, man. Especially for the Chicano market, That's what man. I'm it's huge, yeah. man. Yeah, they, they still got they got the Lolos, they got the oh raps man, they, they, dude, they come out here and they buying Lolos up the ass, oh, man. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah, man. They, they those fucking Japanese, they raise the price on all the Lolos. Out yeah, here. yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, no, for real, yeah. man. Yeah, no, they, they 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 come over here, man. They they just they buy them all they up. Buy them so, up so you, all you went out to Japan, so we yeah we went out there and uh, we, we, it was crazy because we didn't we we went out there. When we got that deal, and then they, we got the we we got the 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 low rider tour uh, deal, and we were like, okay, cool, you know, we'll go out there, you know, we're just going out, no big deal. So we went out there, we got out there, and um, and uh, we were tripping out because uh, we were walking, like we went to the mall, you know, just to, you know, we're just scoping shit out, we're tourists, you know. Yeah. I want to scope shit out, so we're scoping. Out. I remember the next day it was, it was snowing, so it was all snowing, yeah. But everybody's on trains and everything, you know. So we're walking around over there. And next thing you know, all kinds of people just bum rushing. Ah, yeah, yeah, stars now. yeah, we're bum rushing, dude. People were coming out because we had one song that blew up over there, but we didn't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, it blew up on the radio out there, and we didn't know. So we were just like, we, were, we just thought we were just going over just to do shows, and well, that's it, you know. And but we didn't know what the situation was. The next thing you know, yeah, we're walking around the mall, people running up to me, giving me their kids, you know, oh, taking pictures, dude. grabbing the kid, and then running. <laughs> I go, no, and then, uh, and then uh, I was like, well, maybe they think I'm Buddha or something. You know? <laughs> well, I'm related to him, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. So it, it was it was wild, man. And then yeah. and then I told our, our, our tour guide that was with us and our, our our tour manager. I was like, dude, like what like what like what's the deal here, man? He goes, he goes, you guys are big time here. Oh shit! Yeah, he goes, yeah. I go, what do you mean big time? He goes, no, no, you guys are big time. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we couldn't go nowhere, man, without people yeah. bumming us. You know, so so I was like, all right, cool. So we got back to the hotel and then we you know we went to go do sound check that day. And then the the show was gonna be the next day, you know. So we went and done, we, we we went back. They took us out to dinner. Everywhere we went, people were just taking pictures and bum rushing. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just, we never experienced that. We, I mean, we've had that, you know, like some kind of a level of success, love, yeah. 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 But not like that, yeah. man. We were yeah. like, we were tripped out, bro. And yeah. then and then finally the show's there. And then and then it was snowing, you know. So we're like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna show up to the show, man. It's snowing, man. And then the guy goes, nah. Trust me, you you'll be surprised, man. Yeah. It was people come in from tra- on trains. It was a big wow. arena, you know. And uh, we 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 get to the show, we're backstage, and it's really super quiet, you know. And I was like, dude, ain't nobody showing up, bro. I don't hear no noise, no nothing out there. I went out there to go to, you know, I, I kind of looked out to, you know, to to the front where people were at, and there was a, there was a, there was a lot of people, not like a lot, but there was a few people, right. and they were all sitting down like Indians, you know, like just, yeah. just you know, just like. Waiting. Real, yeah, they're like real polite, like real oh, polite. Yes. They're just sitting there. But I, I, I didn't really take a, a, a good look. I just kind of looked like that. And I was like, oh shit, there's just some people there. So I'm like, cool, it should be a cool show. Yeah. So we went back there, we're chopping it up, we're getting ready. The dude goes, all right, you guys are on in like in 10 minutes. All right, cool, we got ready. We hit uh, the, we, the, we went out there, the stage, the big old stage, you know, so you got to go up the stairs. And then uh, the intro goes on. And we and we were like we had an idea we should go out there and ski mask you know because we were called at that time we were called Brown Town Looters oh, we added the right. Looters yeah so we added the Looters so we were like all right well let's just go out there with the ski mask you know and just just you know just to add more hype to it you know yeah, our intro you know had helicopters and the, the LAPD on the thing you know it was it was wild man so so when the intro came on we was doing whatever. And then the first the first uh, song comes out and we stepped out, dude. The I, I I never seen anything like that. The, there was people like backed up, like way oh, the crowd just went wild. Everybody just stood up, dog, and they just went wild, man. And then the lights went on and it's just we did our thing, man. And we took once we took the ski mask off, people even get, went more crazy. People were fighting for the ski mask, oh, so we caused yeah. a little riot, you know. So people yeah. were trying to get the ski mask. And, and we, like I said, we had experienced some, some, you know, some kind of success here in the states, but nothing like well, that. nothing, well, nothing like that, man. It was like a full arena, man. And, yeah. And then, uh, oh, then the crazy part is that when we got there, when we when we finally got to the stage, before we even went on, the dude goes, "All right, you guys got you guys got your show tape, everything ready, everything set, yeah. All right, you guys doing forty five minutes." And I'm like, 45 minutes? I thought we were just going to do like 15 minutes because that's usually what <laughs> openers do, you know? And then he goes, and then I go, well, well, well what, what about the openers? You know, this and that. He goes, there ain't no openers. You are, you are the and show. He goes, and he goes, yeah. I go, what do you mean? He goes, he goes well, who's the headliners? He goes, you guys are the headliners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I had never done a 45 minute show no, in my life, bro. Great. You had to put it on repeat or That's fucking great. Dude, the thing is that my DJ had more stuff that he could add. He had other songs already uh, said. And the good thing is that I memorized a lot of the songs because usually I just memorize and get the tight, show, whatever get we're going to do the show night. And that's it. We're out of there, you know? Oh, and yeah, great. so I was like, dude, it paid off to fucking memorize those other songs. Yeah. And, uh, and and we, we did the whole set, dude. I'm telling you, man, when I, when I got off stage, dude, I almost fainted. Oh. I was I was exhausted, bro. Yeah. I was I had never did. I was in condition to do that. <laughs> And it worked out. <laughs> and it worked out, though, man. But yeah. it was it, it, it was crazy, what, man. What, what a fucking memory, brother. Yeah, that's man. That's a great experience, that's right? Yeah. Now, now that you're a little bit older, or much older, uh, do you do you appreciate that that much more? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, I you know I, I, I sometimes I sit back and I and I and I reminisce on a lot of stuff of and I like trip on and I'm like damn, man, we came a long way. 
And and it's just crazy. So I appreciate every everybody in my life, everybody that's been in my life that you know that at one point helped me, even if it was just one little thing, man. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like I I I always always appreciate that, man. Now now, how do we get that Japanese love over oh, here yeah. in the states? <laughs> man, it's, man, it's just it's just luck. you know it's just it's weird, man. Because over there, man, they're like. Big supporters, man. Just, right. They're big supporters. Not just Chicano music, but or Chicano rap, but everything, you know. But but the Chicano culture, the Chicano, the lowrider scene is embrace, it's huge, man. It's huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they they man, I, we were tripping out, you know, with all the lowriders over there. We were like, man, I remember seeing this one at a car show back over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in LA, you know, so it was like, but they were buying them all up. Yep. <laughs> but but th- there there's one program that you did that amazed the hell out of me. It's probably one of not the biggest programs in Mexico. How the fuck did you get on Sábado Gigante, homeboy? <laughs> How the fuck did you get on Sábado Gigante, carnal? Oh, man, Don Frankie. Don Frankie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What did that go about? Man, that, that was because uh, in, um, in 2004, or two, like 2004, we started, we, we got a record deal with a Spanish record label called Balboa, Balboa Records out here. But the main... Label that 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 controls that label is Musart in Mexico. Musart is like the biggest label in Mexico, you know. So we got a record deal. We 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 were doing Spanish music and uh, Spanish rap at that time. We had a retransition, fully transition. We got that record deal, and we were and we put out that 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 album. And uh, what it what it is that the label that we're working with. I mean, they're well connected with all with all. So they send us to Miami for like a week. And to to do all the Spanish circuit, like we did all Gigante, Despierta America, like we did all these all these shows, man, that are on Channel 52, 34, yeah. you know. So we're out there for like a week living it up, man. But yeah, we get one of the first show that we did while we were out there was was uh Samuel Gigante, man. To me, it was a big uh, it was it was yeah, it was a dream come true, yeah, for especially sure. for, for my family, because they were big Samuel Gigante, yeah, man. You know? My mom was my mom was like tripping out. She was shoot my yeah no. My mom was like, damn, this fool actually made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what she said. Yeah. My people made it. every tia yeah, in the yeah. fucking world, dude. Homeboy. Everybody in Mexico was watching because here's the thing, um, Saul Gigante they would do four shows a, a month, obviously, right? It was yes, every yes. every every Saturday. So um, what happened is that they would do one live show once a month. We happen to be doing the live show, show that that's day. The hot one. Yeah, so that day, so so that day, they told us straight up, no pressure, but don't mess up. Yeah, <laughs> there's only a few million people watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Literally. So I was like, oh yeah. man. So that put the pressure on us. But it what was cool about it that it was playback. Okay. So, but but they, you know, they usually don't ever let you do like because uh, what we did is we did a live. We we did a playback, but we made it sound like it's live. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we gave them the CD like that. So it just we're really really, really lip syncing, but it looked but it looked like if it was live, you know. You you were the original Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to give out that secret, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the show's already canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that but that's what it was. So everybody in Mexico they caught the the show. All my all my family in Mexico that's they cool, were tripping man. out. Yeah. yeah. You get a bunch of phone calls off of that one. Oh yeah, all day, man. It was just like, man, we 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 were partying that night. And my phone was just blowing up and shit. You know. <laughs> nah. How did you end up uh, co-hosting the the hip hop show? And talk to me, and talk. Yeah. Let people know what the hip hop show. They don't know. Okay, so the the hip hop show was a was a, a, a TV show, obviously all, all about hip hop. You know, and video, it's a video show that was uh it was on back in the days. It was Channel Fifty Seven, like when you had to get the rabbit ears and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, the it UHF. was it, yeah, it was <laughs> on, on, on LA TV. You know. <laughs> 
So, and then what happened is that later on, Alley TV got a deal, and then they, they got some money, and they, they, they were able to, like, like go on cable and all that, you know, and, right. and on satellite. So they, so now you can see it everywhere. But we had started the show. Originally, my my boy Cashflow, that was part of Browntown Looters, and me, we, 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 uh, we, we the, one of the producers that we knew uh, for, for the show, we had already messed with them. On, we were doing public access. Mm-hmm. In, in East LA, there was a, there was a little station called Buena Vista. So we we're doing public access, and it was called Underground Flavor. And we were doing um we we did uh, interviews that we uh, I think we had Ice Cube on there. We had WC, and then uh, uh I remember we had I think we had Coolio. We remember the uh, county night. So we were doing a little thing, and they they took notice of that. He goes, man, these guys. And all we had was like a video camera, little the little high ace or whatever they call that, and two and two VCRs. <laughs> And that's how we were editing it. So it was, but it was on public access, but no, yeah. you know, nobody cared. So we were doing interviews, and then we, we we were showing videos, and then next thing you know, they took it took notice of one of the producers that was um that was doing some stuff over there at uh, at uh, Alley TV already, and uh, and he had a show called Illegal Interns, Flavio uh, Morales, and he's the one that 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 uh, told uh, his partner Richard, he goes, hey, get those guys to see if they want to come over here to Alley TV and do and do a show. So next thing you know, we had a meeting. And then they told us, they goes, hey, you guys want to be part of the team? And, you know, we're, we're starting to expand. We're starting to, you know, get all over the place. And uh, I think you guys will be a great fit with your show. And um, and Richard here is going to produce it. You guys host it. And, and you know, and we'll set everything else up. We'll do all the marketing for you guys, everything. And so we signed the contracts. And, you know, and and the money was, we weren't even tripping on the money. We were just trying to get on, you know. Right, of course. They, they, you know, they they they, uh, they offered, you know, they obviously they put a, a deal on the table. And, you know, you think about it now, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was, you know, it was cool. For for what we were doing for not you know we were just doing it for fun right yeah. you know we're like all right fuck it. you know so so we took the deal and uh, it went on it went on for like five years oh nice it went on for like five years and we were man we were like all the events you know shout out to uh, and then after my boy uh, A Rod came on board uh, Rudy uh, Rudy Rodriguez and then um of course uh, uh, Cynthia Hase and her husband Devin Hunter they were producing and and uh, and and they were uh, they were doing a lot of the, uh, Bookings like getting the artists because they, they 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 were involved deep in the underground scene and what happened is that we were just showcasing hip hop from all over the world you know it didn't matter if it was dope and it had a good vibe we would showcase it and but more than anything we were showing mad love to everybody in L A right you know what I'm saying because that's where we were all from but you had some big names going there yeah yeah so we 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 were mixing it up with the underground and then the, like the mainstream stuff you know and and uh and and yeah it just became really popular man and and it, it was a universal show you know. Because the LATV, at that at that point after they 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 kind of wanted to start going more into like just straight Latino stuff, just okay. straight Latinos, which you know they were trying to compete like with MTV and BT, but just straight Latino stuff, you know. Right. And and we were like, I don't know, we were showcasing everybody, so they really didn't put a lot of money behind it. They were putting money behind all those shows, but we had the number one ratings. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they couldn't they couldn't figure that out. And I kept telling them, well, because we're a universal show, man. We're showcasing everybody, man. We got everybody on there. And yeah, we had Wu Tang on there. We had Sick. I got to interview KRS one, you know. Man. I even made him cry. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Yeah. No, because I asked him a yeah. question about his DJ, you know, DJ Scott Rock, you know. So yeah. so he kinda like he's like possibly teared up a little bit and um yeah, no, he's he's you know he, we just you, you after that like we just Cypress Hill we there, had Cypress in there, Sig Jackins, the League with, the League with, yeah, man, ass, yeah, dude. we 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 were just you know everybody everybody was just you know they 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 saw what we were doing and they were like hey we want to be a part of it so That's we were cool. we were bringing everybody in we got that love <laughs> yeah man so you know and yeah shout out to all the groups man like all the underground groups you know like we even had like hieroglyphics from up north 
we had, you know, like two Mex and, uh, you know, uh, visionaries, right. you know, like all these underground yeah. cats that were blowing up in the underground world, you know, and it was just, it was just a, it was a, it was a dope thing to do because we were like one minute you'd be at a, at an underground event. Next thing you know, we're like at a mainstream event, you know, we even got to interview tech nine and it was just, it, it was just, yeah, it was just, you know, we we're getting to all the, like, you know, the, the, what was it? The smoke out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they were sending us tickets. Come cover the show. Oh, man. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, just hearing you, it sounds like that was a real good time in your life. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. No, it's one, one of the best times I've had, you know, in my life, that period, man, you know, we went strong for five years, man. And it was just, it was just, it was, it was just, you know, I can't, I can't, man. Like if I could go back to those times, man, I, 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 I would love to, you know, I mean, obviously you can't recreate the magic. Right. But man, you know, sometimes I sit back and I think about those days. And I'm like, man, this shit was crazy. Yeah, no, it sounds like a blast. Bro. Yeah, man. So how do you go from the Master P, the hip hop world, the, the, the gang life? How the hell do you end up getting into acting? Right around the same time when uh, um, the hip hop show was over. Around that same time, that's when I, I got. What was this? Okay, like 2004, hip hop show was over in 2005. Okay. So what happened was that you know, like since I was in the music industry, I was on I was on this website called BrownPride.com that was ran by my boy uh, Saul Saul Rojas, and um, they hit up they hit him up first, uh, the casting agency, and they they go, hey man, um, we're we're uh, we're interested in this guy, you know, the the, the uh, Citric. Um, we saw we saw him on your website. We're wondering if he'd be down to come in for a reading. You know, how can we get a hold of him for a, for a Mike Judge movie? So then my boy my boy told him, goes, you know what? Let me uh, give me all your info, and then I'll hit him up, and then I'll, I'll get I'll get back to you guys. Or I'll, I'm sure he'll get back to you. So he hit me up, and he goes, hey, some people are looking for you. If you want to do an audition for a Mike Judge movie, I knew who Mike Judge was. He was, you know. Beavis and Butthead, yeah, that's right. You know, King of the Hill. You know, you so, were King of the Hill. Yeah, I did. I did. I did voiceover on one of the episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enrique's brother. Yeah, Enrique. Hey. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Eh? Cool. Yeah, man. So yeah, so so I, I you know, I, I ended up going. I wasn't even gonna go. I wasn't gonna because we were about to drop. That's when we were about to drop the the Spanish album, Pueblo Café Busca Oro. Okay. It was around that same time we were we had just finished recording the album. And we were getting ready to go on tour, and we are getting ready to go to Miami and all that shit. But the record label said, when when they found out I got the part, because see, what, what, happened, what happened was that I went to the audition, and then uh, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't going to go, and I, and, I, and I showed up, I did it, and then the two days later, I get a call from the lady, the, the, the casting agent. She goes, hey, Mike just saw your video, and he was rolling, and he wants to do a sit-down with you. He's coming in a couple of weeks. He wants to do another, a, a reading with you, you know and I was just like blown away. I was like, damn. So I'm gonna get to meet Mike Judge, you know? So I wasn't even worried really about getting the the, the role. I was just like, man, I was just excited to meet him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he came in, we sat down, we chopped it up, I read for him, and he, he was giving me directions and telling him to try it, hey, try it like this. And what, what kind of directions did they give you? Just telling me, hey, try it like this, you know, like say it like this, you know, like you know, on the, on the paper, he goes, right. he goes, just try, you know, just do a couple of different ways. Okay. Do it like this. So cause I had never done an audition in my life. You know the only the only acting experience I had at that point was I did uh, I was in uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's video Little Ghetto Boy I was in there with Booyah Tribe and Kid Frost and you know a bunch of other cats. Were oh, you in that one? That scene? was 1992. Oh, yeah, okay. you can see it on YouTube. Okay, man. I will check it out. And then uh, and then uh, and then after that was 92. And then the, the other uh, I did background on a, another movie called El Padrino. But that was uh, that with uh, Damien Chapa, you know, the uh-huh. Gamiclo, <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Tiny, you know, rest in peace, Tiny Lester, you know, the Debo. Yeah, yeah, big Debo. Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, he was he was in there. So I did background on that movie, and, and 
you know, like one day, and, and you know, and that was, you know, shout out to Manny Jimenez, you know. You oh know, yeah, he, for yeah. sure. You know, suspect Entertainment yes, and stuff. Sir. Yeah. Shout out to Manny. So that's when I that, when I first met Manny too, and we we started working at that together, man. But but uh, yeah, man. It, it, from there, that's all I had, and so I had never done an audition in my life. And when I went, I just said, well, I, I really I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I just read, I rem memorized what they wanted me to memorize, and I went in there and and and, and they liked it, you know, and they, they I knocked it out. So like a month later. I'm getting ready to go do the the hip hop show. We were right there in Santa Monica at the studios, Alley TV. But I was across the street having lunch, and I get a call. And, hey, is Anthony Campos? Yeah. Oh, hey, we just calling you know from so and so casting. I totally forgot. And then my um, my mind wasn't even on that. I'm over getting my food, you know. And then yeah, <laughs> I was focused on the food. I wasn't even worried. <laughs> and, then, and then they started telling me because they come, you know, we're calling you from Mary Avenue casting when this and this and that. They go, you got the part. And I'm like, what part? <laughs> I'm big time. Yeah. Well, the one you came to audition for, for, for the Mike Judge film. Like, oh, that part. <laughs> and then I go, are you serious? I got the part. Yeah, you got the part. And then they started giving me, you know, everything, all the information. Okay, well, we need your, your email address. We're going to send you, you know, everything, your schedule and everything, the whole, everything that you need to know and all that. They started talking money over the phone. I didn't have no manager or agent at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know nothing, you know. But the thing about Mike Judge and his people is that they're fair about shit, That's you know. Right. Yeah, yeah they 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 don't, you know. There was no dicking around. Kind of you, yeah. yeah. So they took care of me, man. I was I was I was tripping out. I was just like, damn, you know. I didn't know it was like per diem, you know. Once I got to, we filmed it in Austin, Texas. I was over there for like a month, and they were calling, you know, the same. Uh, they would come to my hotel with an envelope every week. And it, well, the first week, you know, I was tripping out. It's, it's called Perdim, and I was like, "What the, what the hell is this? <laughs> or Perdim or whatever? Like, what the, what the hell is you know?" And they go, "Oh, just sign here." And then they give me the envelope, and they're like seven hundred bucks in their cash yeah, for right. the week, right? Yeah, for the week. For and the I'm week. like, "What the, you know?" And then they come back the following week again, you know. Yeah. Like, they go, well, I like these Mondays. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, and then it's like two. I'm two weeks in there, and I'm yeah. sitting in Austin, Texas, you know, and then I have some off time, and I'm sitting there with like fourteen hundred bucks in my pocket cash. I don't know, you know, it's like, then they come back again and they give another quarter, yeah, yeah. another 700 bucks. And I'm like, fuck, are they paying me a cash here? Yeah. Or so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They got a 1099 me? Yeah, so I didn't know what the hell was going yeah. on. Eh? And then I called one of my homies and I told him, and he goes, dude, that's that's what they do to actors when they're filming out of their area. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, so when do I get paid? You probably get paid in checks. By the time you get home, you'll probably have your mailbox full of checks. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah, so when I got home, I had I had I had a like a stack of checks. Wait, what film were you doing with that with him at that time? Idiocracy. Oh, that was idiocracy. That was idiocracy, oh, bro. Idiocracy. <laughs> have you seen that movie? Yeah, that's what with the wig, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. For all you young heads that don't know a now it's a Cult classic. It's a great stoner movie. As a matter of fact, today I think I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> and I didn't even know it was you. You you were the you were, <laughs> you were the one with the porno mask, yeah. mustache, yeah. with the wig on. Yeah, right? me Mexican Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, hey, no. it's got electrolytes. Yeah, it's got, it's got electrolytes. electrolytes. <laughs> That's a great movie. So so what happened? You you go on set. Did you know the guy you were gonna play? Uh, I know. I mean, I already knew because I, I did the audition, but I really didn't know the character like really that well. Like, like I didn't know what was up. Give us the laugh. So the what? Remember the guy's laugh? Your, your character's laugh. The oh the. <laughs> 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 
yeah. I kind of remember, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I, I didn't know. I didn't. I really wasn't too familiar with the character. I just did the audition, but I didn't know what the character was supposed to look like. They even sent me to go get fitted for a wig. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, they, they 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 sent me to some place in Long Beach, some lady that does wigs for movies. You know, right. yeah. She has, she has her, you know, she has, she has her in her path. She has a back house, and the back house is basically like a studio. Right. You know, and you see all these pictures of all these actors and wigs, you know, and people wearing them from different movies. I yeah. started tripping out. Like, I started recognizing, oh, shit, you, you did that? You did, yeah, yeah, we did. We did all those, like, you know, all the fake hair and all that. And then I was just, like, tripping out. So then she comes out with the thing, starts measuring my head, you know, and then <laughs> starts putting something on it. And I'm like, what the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, like, tripping out. And then uh, next thing you know, yeah, next thing you know, uh, they go, okay, you're done, you know, whatever. It was like quick, like 30 minutes, you know, and then I was gone. When I got to Texas, now they bring out the wig. <laughs> this big old hairy wig, you know, oh, yeah, like a Chewbacca yeah. mask, you know, almost. And then they put it on me, so they uh, snugged it on me, like, all right, cool. I just look like this big old, like, homeless dude, you know, like, just hair all everywhere. And then the lady just starts trimming. So I just start styling the wig oh, to, yeah. to fit, you know, to fit, I guess, my look. And then, um, and then here, and then they come. You know, I had the goat, the goatee. And then the lady goes, "Well, you know what? I think, uh, I think we have to shave off the goatee." And I'm like, "Oh no, 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 not that! You know, that's my shit right there." I told her, you know, I go, "You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like I feel naked without it." And then after, um, and I had it kind of long, almost like boo boo. You know, so so the lady goes, "Well, let me hold on." And they went to go call Mike. Mike comes in the trailer, and Mike goes, "Uh, what's the problem?" Well. He doesn't really want to get rid of the gold tea, so what can we do? What can we work with it? You know, what, what, you know what's, how can we style it or what? And then Mike started looking. He goes, man, so you don't want to kick it off, huh? And I go, nah, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty much stuck with me. You know, it's been like that for a while. I don't, that's my, that's just, I just feel naked without it. Well, it'll grow back. And then after he goes, well, you know what we could do is like, he tells the, the lady, you know, you'll be all right if we just shave this part and just give you like a handlebar, handlebar yeah. mustache. <laughs> And I'm like, cool, whatever, man. You know, I was like, yeah. I just didn't want to get rid of the mustache. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. The butt face, you don't be yeah, look, yeah, I look funny without it. <laughs> but then I guess that's probably what they wanted. I don't know. But um, but uh, yeah. So so the lady goes, all right, cool. So they shaved it up right here. Came back, you know, they themed it out, you know, and then they, Mike just comes back. Goes, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> That was real good. So yeah, so that, that that's how that character came about. You know. Now, now was it fun filming that thing? Yeah, it was. It was, it was dope, man. The first week. Like I said, I didn't know what. Did the, you even know what the film was about? You're like, what the fuck? I didn't know. Out of here? I, dude, I didn't know nothing, though, because I didn't even read the whole script. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're a big <laughs> star. This was like, just give my scene, give my role. I got this. I'm shit. out. I, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't. I really didn't yeah. know what was going on. And we got there, and then I'm seeing all the props and all. I'm like tripping out. All right, this is, this is cool. And um, and you know what I'm saying? So I just did, I remember the first day I, I I did my scenes, whatever, and I was just like I was totally confused. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, and we, it worked out perfect. That you yeah, were yeah, bro. It's like and I didn't know. You know, I got back to my, I got back to the whole town, and it was just like I was tired. And my boy, I had my boy out there with me too. He went out there for like the first week. My boy Vic Damone, he went out there and he <laughs> just you know just to show some support because yeah, I was yeah. just like really nervous, man. So that one went out there with me. He was out there for like a week, and um, and he was taking time. Dude, you're, you're you're doing great, man. You're doing good. And then I kept telling him, Mike, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, like is it cool, like. I mean, if I'm not, I'm, you know, some of these radio, tell me, right? You know? <laughs> and he goes, ah, since you're good, man, you're doing great, bro. Tell me, trust me. He goes, if something ain't right, I'll let you know. That's right. I'll tell you. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
But um, after the first week, I, you know, like that, after like the three three days of filming, yeah. I was I got the hang of it. I was cool. That's right. But the first couple of days, they were long days. We did like I think like I think twelve or thirteen hours, you know. So. Yeah. Being on set, it was just. Then they had us in these big old boots, you know, the, the, the biker boots, you know, like. So it was just like, how, it was how, just wild. How, we were talking earlier how we we're saying this. How, how did you deal with the heat? How did they deal with that with that wig on? Dude, it was hot out there in Austin, man. We were right filming right in the middle of summertime, oh, you know. Oh. So the weather was crazy because it was just humid. One minute, one minute yeah. it's raining. I mean, it was you know sun shining. Uh-huh. The next minute it was raining, like yeah, was ridiculous. Then I was like. Yeah. What the heck? You know, I was just like, I never experienced anything like that. So I was just tripping on, and then they would have to stop production because we were we were filming on a, on a, some sound stages that was an old airport. It was on a, a Fox a Fox uh, bought a this huge airport out there with all these hangars, and they turned yeah. them into sound stages. Right. So we were like literally on the field, you know, and it was it was hot. They had our our trailers where we were, we were chilling, and. Uh, they would tell us one minute, oh, yeah, here comes a storm, man. I'm like, what storm, man? Yeah. Just get in your trailers. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it would start pouring cats and dogs. And then, like, 15, 20 minutes later, gone. sun was shining. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Looking so I was just tripping out. Yeah, no, like, everything was just, it was just a new experience for me, man. Like, even the, um, the first day on set, you know, like, they, 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 the, the PA comes over and, uh, hey, what do you want for breakfast? And I'm like, and I'm looking around. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I thought you know, I'm like tripping out. I didn't, I didn't know you could order shit. And I go, I don't know. Let me get a breakfast burrito, you know, and yeah. some orange juice. She's like, all right. What do you want? Uh, every, with everything, sausage, bacon, everything, and uh, hash brown. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right. She comes back, brings me two of them, and then she puts it right there with a big old thing of orange juice. Oh, like, tight. So I ate breakfast. Then I got called for makeup, and then you know, obviously the wig. You know, get the wig <laughs> on me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So that was all new. The next day, every 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 day I went. On set, when I got into my trailer, two breakfast burritos and a big old thing of orange juice. You're a movie <laughs> star, baby. Yeah, I was, that's right. I was just like, damn, star. man. I was like, man, I can get used to this yeah. shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty game chicks coming every yeah, week. Yeah, oh, that, that took me out the most, Monday, man. Yeah. yeah, every every Sunday oh, they would give it to you. On Sunday, they would give it to you, man. I was like, that tripped me out the most because I was just like, damn. That, that kind of got your acting career going, right? Yeah, that's what set it off, man. And, you know, and I always thank Mike for that. You know, and Mike's a lot, bro. You, you you brought that character to life. That's all you you did the rest, man. I just gave you the opportunity. Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he gave me the opportunity. You know, it's like, you know, it's like I don't, you know, it's like it's, it's like one of those rare cases where you get discovered. Right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? When, sure. you, when you hear people, someone got discovered. I was one of those rare cases like that. You know and. So I always thank Mike. You know, we talk, we, we chop it up here and there. You know, he whenever he has something he could put me in, he always puts me in. Right on, brother. Yeah. How, how many films did you have you done after that? Um, you ever take films? I, you parts? know, what? I've done. I mean, because I, re, I haven't really like I I don't I don't think I've really done a lot because it's been like really specific things that I, that come to me. You know, like I really don't. Uh, the, the, I mean, I've done a lot of like short films. You right. know, and like you know stuff like that. Even after that, I did like you know I did like a bunch of like free stuff for colleges and all that. Because after that, I just kind of wanted to learn the business more. Yeah, oh, but you did you did harsh times after that one. Also. Yeah, like a year later, I did harsh times. Yeah, I did harsh times with Christian Bale and Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah, and that that one was crazy too. Yeah. They, they shot you for yeah, they, yeah. Everybody always tells you dirty Casper. Did you dirty Casper? Everybody always tells me, "Go, hey, that was a dope movie, man. Too bad you got blasted." <laughs> Oh man, you got blasted by Batman. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I told you that was Batman. That's right. That's right. Well, that's why I told my wife, he's the movie with Batman. Yeah. What movie is with Batman? Batman. Yeah, Batman put a, put Batman a couple put a slugs in yeah. yeah, man. So it was, it was crazy, man. It was just, 
it was it was a trip, you know, to be on set doing that and with that that scene we shot, you know, as uh, that that where I get blasted. I, I, it took like two days because they were trying to get the right effect, you know. Mm-hmm. So it took like two days to film that that scene, man. Right. But, but yeah, they, yeah, they, it was it was another experience for me too because you know the uh, special effects. You know, I've never done that, you know, and yeah. especially getting shy, you know, it was, and then I was barely like my second movie, you know. So was there something actually hitting your body to, to make that special what, effects of, of the blood? What they did is um, they put like a, like a, I think they, I think they call it like a squid or something. I forgot what it's called, but they put, they put a board under you first and they put these little packages like, like fake blood okay. in there and somebody, you know, they set them off. Oh, okay. They set okay. them off. So you're wired. Yeah. So out. we did, we did, we did two different ways. We did that way. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then we did another one where, um, where the guy, the, the, the obviously they obviously they don't, they put something under there just in case because they hit you with a paintball gun. Oh, so basically, the, yeah, we did another another take where the uh, on a separate day, yeah, where the guy is behind pretty much like behind the camera guy, yeah, with with the paintball gun and he just boom, he shoots <laughs> boom boom like that, and then they had the effects in after you know like yeah. the sound and all that you know where where it just hits you hard, yeah, but yeah, so, and then they have something behind you. Where they kind of pulls you, and it just you know you just you so go you know, up again. You, you yeah, so you so, so you hit the you know the blow of the of the of the shotgun, you know, yeah. or, the, or the gun, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you know, and the same thing happened, you know, because Noel G was in that one, you know, yeah, that scene. Full of hair. Yeah, yeah, Noel G <laughs> had his hair. You're supposed to be a reformed cholo, you know. <laughs> right, right. So so uh, what happened is with and Noel got it even harder. They had to put a big old match because if you see that scene and he flies, okay. he fly, you know, he literally flies back, yeah. man. So they they had to pull. They had to pull that. Yank on him, they right? had to yank on him hard, oh. and then you just see that fool's legs up in the air, and then fall on the mattress. Yeah, damn, yeah, no, they, yeah, he got it the worst. So how'd you get into Ghetto Busters? Ghetto Busters came uh, recently, man. Like uh-huh. you know, say basically what happened is with Ghetto Busters is uh, they shot, um, they shot. It was supposed to be something just for YouTube, just to clown around, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they shot, they shot a uh, uh, one episode, and. Um, and then next thing you know, it start, you know, they started showing it to people, you know, and they started getting out there. Yeah. And uh, some people were just like, "Like, dude, this is funny. You guys should just do like a like a series or yeah, something yeah, out of this yeah, or a of whole movie." Uh huh. So, so what happened is that that uh, they shopped it, and I wasn't even in that in that one yet. Yeah. I was supposed to be in it, but you know, it was a, a bunch of other stuff going on politics and you know, at the time too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, but I was cool with the homies from Falcon Pictures, the ones that shot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and um, yeah. So basically. Next thing you know, they go, hey, we got a little budget. Uh-huh. We're trying to shoot. We're trying to shoot some more episodes. We really want you to be in it. Yeah. You know, so we're like, all right, I'm down, man. I go, I go, you already know. I already, you know, I already worked with them on a couple other projects. Yeah. So I was like, hey, bro, you guys are like family too, man. Whatever it is, you know, man. I know there's, but there's not a big budget, but yeah. you know what? I'm down. I'm just down. You know, let's do it. So how, how do you find people? Like, like, like I know the Ghostbusters go shoot people. Yeah. And they go in a little box. You well, know? the ghetto bus is just, the ghetto bus is just basically the spoof off of that. But yeah. we're, instead of instead of uh, hunting ghosts, we're hunting uh, burnouts in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you know, like you know, just like like fools that are up to no good, or you know, just and just, you actually. Ref- Reforming them, or so we're supposed to be reforming them. You know, we zap them, yeah, and every day they reform. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they go from these gangbangers to all of a sudden, you know, they're talking about the you know, 411 k or 410 k, trying to get life insurance all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden they're trying to go straight, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically you know, the whole the whole plot with that, yeah. Your clothing line, how's that going for you? We kind of stopped, man, for a minute, man, yeah, because of COVID or. Well, not not necessarily that. It's just that like, I started getting busy with like a bunch of other stuff that I want to get get you know and, and do and uh, and then um oh and then I had you know a, 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 some 
some uh, tragic shit that happened like in 2018. That with, with your son? Yeah, when my son got shot That's in the an head. Amazing story, man. Yeah, man. That's he a was really amazing. Story. Yeah, he was driving for Lyft, you know, and he got yeah. shot in the head. So, uh, you know, I just kind of shut everything down, man. And then yeah. my people, you know, Mr. Pete and uh, and his and his wife Don, they um they they stepped up, man, big time. They were my partners, you know, okay. with the with the clothing company. So they yeah. stepped in and they they started taking over the clothing company, man, because. Like I said, I, I stopped working, bro. I put all yeah, my focus yeah. was on my son. Yeah, because your son was out for a few years, right? Well, he, he's still not 100%, but he's better. You know, he's, I want to say like 80%, 80% right now. He got shot in the head, He right? shot in the head, so the bullet's still there. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, you know, but they nobody knew what was going to happen. The doctors didn't know. You know, the doctors yeah. were telling us, you know, like, well, you know, he's, when he wakes up, because they had him sedated for a few days, because, mm -hmm. you know, his head was really swollen up, you know, and the, uh, the doctors were telling us, you know, like, oh, you know, when he wakes up, you know, just know that he not might he not might be the same Eric that you guys knew, you know. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Different. So they were already preparing us for that, you know. And we're you just can, like, so man. when you, I'm sorry. So when you showed up on the scene, because I know you showed up to, to the yeah. scene, like when was it the the CHP or some type of PD? LAPD. What was telling you what happened to your son? Like, yeah. How did you feel? Because I'm just thinking of if somebody told me that happened to my son, like, yeah. I, like wow. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, it's like, just it's just you know, uh, man, it was like a lot, million things going through my head because. Um, at that time, him, him and his girl, and you know, and uh, and my grandson, my my youngest grandson, I think yeah. he, was, he was born already. My my, my youngest grandson, I, I got two grandkids, and um, so they're asleep, mm -hmm. and you know, it was in the morning, like eight o'clock, seven, like seven thirty o'clock in the morning. His girl comes to, comes knocking on my door, and she goes, "Hey, uh, Eric hasn't been home because he used to work for Lyft and Uber, and he'd go out on the weekends at night, you yeah, know, like because yeah, that's money. where the money was at, that's you know, at night. Like, so yeah. he'd go all night, come home like seven o'clock in the morning every day, you know." Or eight sometimes, but it was already eight. And uh, she comes on. She goes, "I'm checking his location, and he's been there for like a few hours already." There, you know, mm -hmm. and, and he's not going. So she thought he was like like at another girl's pad or something. <laughs> oh, right? You know? so yeah. I'm like, "Oh man, I'm yeah. thinking, man, I hope this fool ain't no yeah, over there." Oh, I'm from, I'm from Chile, but yeah, oh, and I was, I was like, but then after I started thinking, I go, "Wow, I'd rather you know that than something happened to him." Yeah. You know, but so a lot of things were just going through my head, and uh, so I told her, "Send me the location," and I got dressed real quick, and I jumped in my ride. And I and I and I and I want to go to to the location where it was yeah. at. It was over here by um by uh by Eagle Rock and uh and uh, um you know Avenues area right yeah, there yeah, right. by Eagle Rock in uh Cypress is it Cypress Park I think can't remember exactly but yeah so I started heading out there. I got off the freeway. I'm going I'm going down down the street and then I, I look I look to my left and you know there's a bunch of LEPD yellow tape oh, and then yeah and I'm, so I'm like looking for I see his car on top of the flatbed. You know, all shot up, but I, I didn't really notice the shot the shots until after. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I looked at the car real quick, but I'm looking around. I'm like, well, maybe he's on the he's on the ground somewhere, dazed out, you know, yeah. or he's sitting down and just you know trying to trying to trying to uh, you know just trying to you know make sense of what's going on. And I see all the LAPD, and I just pulled up real quick, and then uh, and they were getting ready. They were already taking off the tape, the yellow tape. And then I told him, I go, hey man, uh, that's my son's car right there. Hey, do you know what, what happened? What's going on? And then after he goes, uh, what's your name? And I told him Anthony Campos, and I had to show him my my, my license and all right. And then he goes, oh, okay, you know what happened is this, you know, he's uh, he they, um, he got uh, into an altercation. They shot him, but he's on his way to the hospital, you know. And they they, they took him to the hospital, USC Medical, and uh, you want you might want to just go over there right now. They're about to do surgery. Yeah. And then I go, well, what, you know, you know exactly what happened. And I'm like, no, we really don't know too much details. But what I could tell you that he was still he was still awake. He was talking to he was talking to the firefighters. He was talking to the other officers yeah. that pulled him out of the car, and um, so he was he was conscious when they took him. So yeah, so I, the, the 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 cop fucking stopped traffic, and you know, so I could make a U turn, and I and I went to USC Medical, and I and I called up 
I called up the house. I called up, uh, you know, his girl. And then I first thing, you know, I like I told her, hey, you know what? Um, she goes, oh, as soon as she picked up, she goes, hey, his uh, his the car's moving because you know the location shows, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it was the it was the the flatbed that was already jamming, you know. And then and then I go, look, Nancy, uh, I'm gonna say just you know just keep calm. I'm on my way to the hospital. He was he oh, was man. he got into some to some shit. So I, I think he got shot. So and then she started crying and you know and making a bit. And then my mom happened to be in town that that weekend. She was getting yeah. ready to jump back to Mexico. Yeah. And she was there and then then you then my mom found out and you hear my mom crying and all that. So I just kind of had to hang up. I had to hang up and I just kept going to the hospital. And then I called my son's mom when I got to the hospital. I go, hey, you better get to the hospital now because. Eric got shot and, you know, they're about to do surgery, you know, so you might want to come over and uh, so she rushed it to the hospital and yeah, it was, it was just chaos, man. And because yeah. when, when they brought him out, out of surgery, we were up on the floor and we were waiting for him to come out of this room over here and they took him out of some other door and then over here by the waiting room was my mom, his girl, um, uh, her mom. And then, uh, and then uh, I forgot who else was there, man. But the family, the family, a couple family members, yeah. you know. And then when they brought them out, you know, I was trying to rush over before they got to over there because I was going to tell the doctors like or yeah. keep my family out, or, you know, so they don't see him the way he looked. And because um, his head was like all like uh, swollen up, you know, his clothes all, you know, they had to tear up, you know, some of the stuff, and he's all bloody and and um, so. As soon as they saw him, man, oh man, all hell broke oh loose. Yeah, you know, everybody's crying, you know, and, yeah. and, and then Nancy, you know, uh, you know, my, my son's ex girlfriend was like, "They're gonna pay, but they're gonna pay," and, and, and you know, just making a bill. And I'm telling her like, I'm telling her like, "Hey, don't like, like, don't yeah. be saying that. Yeah, don't yeah. be saying that stuff right yeah. now, you know." Like, and the doctor, you know, I'm trying to talk to the doctors and I'm trying to keep them calm. So the whole time is like, I really didn't have time to like really like process it. like process stuff, man. It was just everything was just happening so so quick, man, and just too many things going on, man, and. Yeah, you know, and then he, long story short, he did like uh, a few months and he did like four different hospitals. Okay. Yeah, so he had to kind of like learn how to talk and walk and and and, and eat, you know, yeah. again, man. And, and, and he's doing yeah, good now, He's though, doing right? good right now, yeah, yeah. 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 He's staying with you or? Yeah, he's staying with me okay. now, yeah. How, how did you stay positive in those in those times? Man, I mean, it was hard, bro, but you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I kind of like. Like I shut down, you know, like I just yeah, shut down. Yeah, I didn't want to work. Yeah. I didn't want to do nothing, even though I had a couple of jobs pending. I, I, you know, like I had to postpone a lot of things, and uh, and I just, you know, I just kind of just shut down, even from social media, until uh, world. Yeah, you know, from you know, yeah, you know, I yeah. just, I was just like tripping out, you know, because I was there in, in ICU for like, um, for like, he was in ICU for two weeks. So that first week, I just kind of like shut down from everybody. Everybody was trying to reach out to me, but. People were finding out, like the close homies and all that. So they were showing up to the hospital. So one day, yeah, you know, on 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 the, the floor, the, one of the like the first couple of days, it was like packed. Like the floor, you know, that like we took up that whole floor, just people yeah. that came out from like close yeah. homies and, and yeah, you know, family members and and um, you know, all the nurses were tripping out. Like, damn, we never seen so many people up here like that, you know. And they were yeah. just tripping out, you know. And then then you know, they had found, you know found out because I already did the Lopez, you know, I had just finished doing pretty much oh, okay. Lopez. So we were already like on hiatus. So. A lot of people in the hospital started recognizing me, like we're tripping out, you know, and they were just like giving me their, con you know, not condolences, but like, tell you, just hang in there, man, you know, and just giving me positive, right, you know, vibes and, and telling me, you know, everything's gonna be all right, man. Just, you know, primero Dios, you know, God first, you know, and they were telling me stuff like that. And then uh, my ex wife told me, you know, just get, you know, get on your social media, man, and just, you know, put it out there and just kind of ask for prayers, man. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, so I put it out there, man, and yeah, the, the outcome was just, you know, overwhelming, man. Positive. People just, yeah, what's positive. Your, what's your man. son's name again? Eric. 
Eric, shout out to Eric, man. That's God right, bless man. you guys. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, man. He might be watching too, man. Uh, you, you better be watching, yeah, Eric. Yeah, right. Shit. Get, yeah, you yeah, better be watching. Yeah, he's always on YouTube, man. So you know, I, I sent him the link too. So <laughs> make, sure, make sure to like and subscribe, my boy. Yeah. Hey, so let's let's switch it off a little bit now. Cause you spoke about the Lopez show. How did that come about? That came about through um uh, the, the two executive producers and also writers of the show, John John Ausler and uh, Dave Krinsky. They were I've known those guys for a while because they were they were all within the same circle with Mike Judge. Okay, you know what I'm saying? They all worked on you know like Silicon Valley on HBO and Idiot. They were part of Idiocracy too. Yeah. And so I've you know I worked on other stuff because I did I, I was on one of the episodes of Silicon Valley on HBO. I don't know if you ever guys ever oh, seen yeah. that. Oh no, yeah, right. I played the Chewy the Graffiti Artist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Jesus yeah, that was yes. I think I think it was on um season one, episode five, I think it was. Yeah, and, yeah. all right. So yeah, so you know, th those guys have throughout the years they've always told me, hey man, we want to put you in something like, you know, like something big, That's man. Badass, so dude. we're like, we're working on something, we're working on yeah. something. You know, I never really tripped, you know, a couple years went by, I was just like, cool, man, but whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you guys need me for, man. And and if I could if I could do it, man, I'm I'm with it, you know, hundred yeah, percent, yeah. you know. You know, and uh, if you think if you guys think I'm right for it, then I'll do it, you know. So Couple years went by and then they just hit me up. I don't, I don't know where. Well, they didn't hit me up directly. They hit up my agent at the time, and then uh, she she hit me up. She goes, "Hey, I, I got an email that, uh, that they're requesting for you if uh, if you're interested in doing a pilot with George Lopez mm -hmm. for a new show that they're trying to do." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Of course, man. You know, yeah. like I'm with it. All right, I'm gonna hit them back." So she I, um, I, she she sends back the email, and then uh, next thing you know, she sends me back an email. Okay. They're having a, a table read and at this day at the, at the studio, at Sony Studios, and, they, you know, you just show up at this time in the morning, you know, and and, and then she goes, this is going to be your character name. And then they sent me the script, and then the, so they said my character name. And then after, at that time, um, I forgot, I can't remember what name was the other character, but they sent me, then she sends me back an email. She goes, oh, I sent you the wrong the wrong character name. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your character is going to be Manolo. The other one was like, like more like the, the 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 Eduardo was was more like you know like he was just like like a recruiting here and there a recruiting role you okay, know yeah so then she goes your role is gonna be a co star role actually yeah. and I'm like oh, oh damn major. yeah so I was just like all right cool and so then I went I went to the to the to the table read and it was early in the morning I remember it was like eight o'clock in the morning we were at the sitting on the table I was just I was the first one there actually you know I got there and I'm there with my laptop and I'm going over the 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 script you know and we're we're looking at it and then in comes um. John John Osler, which which is one of the executive producers and the writer, and uh, and I look at him and I go and he looks, hey hey what's up sit hey good thing you made it out and I'm like looking at him like hey John what's up I didn't think nothing of it and then I go oh wait a minute <laughs> and I go you're behind this and he goes yeah <laughs> then, your agent didn't tell you well not nah, she didn't, you know she didn't even know him you know so yeah. so and I, and I was like oh man that's a, that's a trip and like I, and that's what I was saying like for a couple of years they just kept telling me we got something in the words we got something in the words so then. George comes in, and then, uh, you know, it was, like I said, it was early in the morning. George comes in with the glasses on, and you could tell he was either partying the night before or something. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks at me, and then uh, and then John introduced me. Hey, George, this is uh, Citric. He's going to be uh, Manolo. Um, and, and you know what I'm saying? You know, get, get you guys get acquainted, man. Yeah. And then George looks at me, and he sizes me up. My dad takes his glasses off, and he, looks, he sizes me up, and he goes, What's up, man? She's my hand. That's I, your first time meeting. Yeah, he goes, all right, let's get to work. And then we sat down. I'm like, all right, cool, man. We sat down yeah. there. I'm like, I'm all intimidated, you know. And I was just like, man. So we did the reading. A couple other actors came in that were part of the, you know, the pilot. 
And, uh, and those other actors, they weren't even in the show. They were just for the pilot, you know? Right. So they, 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 they were there. We, we did the reading. And then George uh, turns around. After we did the reading, he was sitting there. And goes, George turns around. He goes, all right, the way, you, the way you read right here, he goes, you better read like that in the next room. And I go, and, 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 I, and I go, all right. And, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I go, all right, yeah, for sure. He goes, yeah, because the next room is all the, executive, all the executives for TV Land. So I was like, oh, man. man. So they took us to the next room. We go to the next room, and it was like a, it, it was almost like a stage. They put us on a stage, and there was like a bunch of seats, maybe like twenty executives big oh, from TV Land, yeah. yeah and then they sat us on a long table like this, and I'm George right there, and I'm sitting right here, and I'm like, damn. So I'm just like, man. So I'm like, really like going over the lines just to make sure I don't mess <laughs> up again, man. You know, and when you do the table read, they're not necessarily expecting you to know everything by heart, right? But at least read it right, you know, and and, and kind of act it out. So when it got to my my, my first line, I stumbled went hard. Oh. Yeah, and I was just like, the oh, heart man. was like beating. Yeah, I turned around to George, and George was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh man, I'm already fucking up right here. Yeah. But I, but I, um, I, 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 I caught myself though, you yeah. know, and I caught it and I fixed it and and, and That's went right. and made it funny. And then they were, you know, the people were laughing. And, All right, cool. And yeah, so then we did it, you know, and so it was almost like we were doing a theater. Like a play, right. yeah, yeah. You know, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird because we were doing it, and then they, they would be laughing like like yeah. you doing it in the front of a live studio audience. So they would laugh, you know. So they were laughing then, and then after um, after we were done, and like yeah, puto, you killed him, man. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a trip, man. But at first, TV Land kind of like had their doubts, you know. I bet. But right. they saw the chemistry between me and George, and they were like, "All right, cool, this is it." But yeah, they had they had to do a couple screenings, like. Yeah. With the, you know, like the, the I guess they're, they're test screens or whatever they call, yeah. and um, or focus, focus screens, groups, focus yeah. groups. So they had two of those because they were still like like undecisive, you know, because they were like, well, we really don't know, you know, like we wanted to be this big intimidating guy, but not scary at the same time, yeah, you know. Right. So you know, so they were kind of like, you know, yeah, they were kind of like hesitant, but once we actually shot it, when we shot the the, the first pilot, the presentation. After that, they were like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is it. it yeah, yeah, I, you know, like, I killed, you know, like, the, the even the, the 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 executive producer, the director, like, dude, you 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 nailed that part. You nailed it. You know, you, you, got, you got it right on point. So I was like, man, I was just kind of relieved, man, you know. It's a blessing. So you've done yeah. two seasons already, right? Yeah, we did two the, seasons. Did they sign for a third? That's the thing. They were they they still want to do a season three, but I don't think it's going to be with TV Land because they had a little fallout. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know. The thing is that other shows that were under were getting all this mad money for promo. Well, that's what I was gonna tell yeah. you. I was gonna tell you. I didn't even know that show was. Yeah, out there. a lot of you. A lot of you are barely finding out right now yeah. because it's on Amazon you're, Prime. You're hearing yeah. it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're yeah. gonna say, "Kill you, hate George Lopez." Listen, <laughs> listen. I do not hate George Lopez. We had that conversation yeah, yeah, off yeah, camera. Yeah. I didn't like what he did, and we called it out. But it yeah. wasn't like if, if you do something, I would call it out. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean we're gang banging anything. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. one thing about George, and I, and I love about the show, it's raza based. Yeah. it's all. Latino base, yeah. he throws it in there, and it's it's a beautiful thing yeah. to see you guys working together. But yeah, no. but ho hopefully, you guys pick up a third season with that. Yeah, you know the the writers, uh, you know they they still want to bring it back. George wants to bring it back, but it's just you know the, the I don't I don't know. If there's politics because of TV Land owning the first season and second season, right? I'm not 100 percent sure if that's what that's the situation, but they do want to bring it back. They do want to bring, but they want to you know they still. But now it's on Prime. Right now it's on Amazon I, I, Prime. I'm yeah. gonna check it out. Yeah. I, 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 I never knew. Yeah. So that's why, like, like a lot of people are hitting me up right now. Like, you know, they they saw it on 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 on, 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 on Amazon, yeah, and they're like, "Dude, I didn't even know he had a show, another show yeah, out." Like I, that. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But we were get we were getting good ratings, man. But 
It, you know what I'm saying? It could have been bigger, but the thing is that they were putting in money to these other shows, yeah. and they weren't putting too money to that, and they were expecting George and, and the rest of the cast to do all the promoting for it, like to get on social media and yeah, promote, yeah. instead of doing all, you know, like all the other shows that, that, that were airing at the same time that we were airing, like not, not at the same time, but in that same uh, slot, like between... Um, I think ours was like at seven, seven thirty or something like that. And then the one that was after that, we were like right in the middle, and then there was another one in front of us. Those shows were getting mad love. Yeah, they were, you you could see uh, billboard, not billboard, but uh, posters. Like you go to the mall, you know, they have a little advertising yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You would see that, you know. Mm-hmm. And with Lopez, they they Nothing. really didn't do that, man. They really didn't do. And, the, and the, I just saw the trailers; they're comical, dude. They were yeah. the chemistry was money. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, uh, I, we had some good times, man. With that, <laughs> I, I got some. I got a very serious question, man. There's there's something that's very hard going out there right now. Are you, you a single guy still? Yeah. How is dating at fifty? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same as dating at fifteen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest difference of dating at fifty, Cedric? Come on, baby. Oh man. All the, for all the single guys out there, man. I don't, you know I don't even know where to begin with that because it's just. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just kind of weird, man. In this, in this wild, because you know, it's, it's a different time and era, you know, than when I was dating back in my twenties, you know, obviously, you know, and or, you know, but by that time, I, I wasn't even dating in my twenties; I was already married by then. But, right. but, um, but then when you know, yeah, after we got divorced, of course, I was doing the dating thing, you know, like in my thirties. So, you know, it's 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 almost, man, it's almost it's weird, man. Like I'll t- I'll be honest, with you, man, I really don't date that much. Because it's just it's just kind of weird, man. It's just like you you go out on a date and it's kind of like a lot, a lot. I don't know if it's just me, but a lot of times they just like they're already you know talking marriage and talking about get moving in. And, you know, <laughs> I did. I remember I dated this one girl, man. Two weeks later, we were living together. I don't oh, know how that happened. Oh, man. No, no. We, we stood together for like a year and it was just chaos, man. And it was just like. Uh, like yeah, it was just, yeah, so it's just so it's just weird, man. So I really don't do a lot of dating, man. If I go out on a date, it's it's with girls that I've known for a while that they're single, you know, they're friends. You know, we just go out and hang out, have a good time, and that's it. You know? hey, sh- show us the smile real quick. That's his Tinder. No, no, no. Put the other camera up. Put the, that, that's his Tinder fucking profile. <laughs> oh, swipe left. <laughs> that's the Tinder profile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as long as it ain't the grinder one. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> funny. so so what else you got uh let, let people know where they can find you on social media let us know where uh where we can see big citric man what else you got going on in this world brother um but like i was saying boo we were chopping we we're chopping it up you know the, the ghetto busters you know so that that's that's about to drop in uh November, early November on Tubi TV. Oh, is that where it's gonna be? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not exclusive, but it'll be a, it'll it'll premiere on Tubi TV. You know, like one episode at a time. Not, yeah. Now, is is that like a Hulu type platform? Um, I, no, I think it's it's almost like Pluto. I think like Pluto TV. You pay for a subscription to get it? No, it's free. Oh, nice. Yeah, you just download the app. You know, oh, and they no. have commercials. You know, it's like Pluto yeah, all right, TV. Yeah, all right, even better. So it's gonna premiere on that, and then from there it's gonna branch out to other other platforms. How, and, how many yeah. episodes have you shot on that one? They shot uh, five episodes. Apparently, that's the new thing now. You know, five six episodes is a season so yeah. I don't know how that works they, but, yeah. the rap songs they get smaller and yeah smaller, yeah bro so you know I mean I guess it's the, you know, the, the, you that that the time it comes out November early November I'm yeah yeah. That, yeah so just that and you know and then uh, I'm starting to get into a little bit of stand up comedy you know just doing 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 my thing here and there you know you know shout out to my boy Phil Medina which is also my co-host on uh, on, uh, on the Big Citric Show podcast you know and 
And uh, he's the one that's showing me the ropes on that too, man. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about the podcast. What do you guys do? What do you guys talk about? Just basically everything and anything, you know, just, you know, conversations like right here with you, you know, that's and we right. talk about different uh, different issues that are going on. But mostly we try to keep it light with just comedy, you know? That's and, right. And, um, so you can't invite us. <laughs> no, <we're, yeah. laughs> hey, no, I'd love to have you guys on it too. We're talking about all kinds of shit, dog. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about everything. Like I said, everything and anything, you know? You know? Yeah. Don't get us mad. Yeah. <laughs> Throw everybody out of the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to keep my mouth shut sometimes. Yeah. Oh, man. Nah, it's all good, bro. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Bro. Nah, I, I do want to get you guys down there, though, man. You know, we'll oh, chop yeah. it up. But, yeah, mostly we just keep it, you know, we just keep it on the, on the comedy tip, you know, and just yeah. talk about, like, different, um, different. Uh, most of the stuff we talk about are, like, ridiculous shit that you see on the internet. All right. You know, like, man. just, like, dumb shit, you know, yeah, and we yeah, just, like. like those cook. crates right now? Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like, like, come on, man, this is comedy, yeah. man. So we talk about that, we fucking dissect it, and we just clown on it. That's you know? right. Just a good time. Yeah, yeah. man. And, you know? we're, and, we're, and what's the name of the podcast, and where can you uh, find it? The Big Citrix Show, and uh, it's uh, pretty much on every, every, uh, every, platform? every platform you could, you know? That's right. And, That's then, nice. and then I have another one with my friend, uh, Abby Knights, too. It's called uh, Buena Onda. That one's more like Spanglish. Right. Now we just, you know, talk about, um, mostly like 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 uh, exotic foods and like crazy foods that you would you, you'd be like, damn, that's just nasty. But other people like it, you yeah, know. Of course. You know, so we talk about like different stuff like that, and then we show videos like funny videos in there, you know, like like some you know like TikTok videos or stuff on YouTube that we find and we throw in there. And we just c- kind of do commentary right and things, on, just get a little clown. It's called Buena Onda, and that one's also on uh, I think it's on Roku TV and um, Hype Magazine TV. Nice, yeah. nice brother. Yeah. Well, I I just want to say. We had a blast. That's right. This is oh, a yeah. great podcast, man. Thank you, guys. Man, man. It's amazing how far you've come and how far you're still going, brother. <laughs> and I just want to thank you for coming on. You can give your last little shout out to whoever you want to say, brother. Yeah, no, you know, thank you guys. First of all, shout out to you guys, you know, the American Cholo, man. You know, um, you guys are doing a great thing, man. You know, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of issues that need to be talked about, you know. You guys talk about That's it, man. Right, so man. I, you know, I get I, I give you guys my mad props on that, thank, man. Because because you, you know what I'm saying. Because we do need that, man. You know what I'm saying. Thank you. And brother. you know, and and. You know, it's just shout out to everybody, man, supporting, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got we to gotta show mad love and support. And you got to realize, too, that not everybody has the same views and not everybody, you know, thinks the same. So you got to be open to That's everybody right. and everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, it's all about respect, really, man. Just respect everybody, man. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know? Hit that intro, auto, real quick. Give us the video real quick, Chris. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'm glad you guys tapped in. That's Big right. Centric, check out his podcast. Oh, yeah. Boo-boo, go dye that beard. <laughs> you guys have a good yeah. one. Chris, fade to black. We appreciate right. you guys, man. God bless. There you go, player. <laughs>